That can't all be statistics. Josh, please tell me you haven't been spending all your time on that philosophy thing. Not all of it. Josh, that's not funny. It's really not. Look, this is something I want to do, okay? I don't understand how it comes between us. Josh, everything you do is about us. Okay, we're a team. It means your grades, your whole future. Yeah, I'm a part of that. I, I don't see how this is contributing to our future. Yeah, well, neither do my parents or anyone else in the world. What should that tell you if every single person that loves you is saying the exact same thing? Hey everybody, welcome to welcome to Generation Loss. I'm Jeremy. That's Bryn. We're Hi. here this week with my former employer, co-creator of Two Minutes to Late Night, and the only filmmaker you should respect, Drew Kaufman. Hey, hey what's up? <laughs> yeah, I I don't I don't like being called a filmmaker because you have to make a film to be that. I'm more of a uh, yeah. content procurer, I guess. That's at this a, point, that's the same thing. I mean, I guess if you <laughs> took everything I made and added it up, then. I've made, you know, I've made like the, the Godfather trilogy of weird guitar face paint shit. But <laughs> on this show, we generally have a uh, no length discrimination for what a movie is. <laughs> so, yeah, 10 mo- minutes. Moving images or movies. Six still seconds. Images or stillies. Yeah. Stillies. <laughs> so you've made several movies. I made a lot of stillies, too, actually. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that I'm a little stilly boy. Did you make the pregnant Goku picture? You drew that, right? No, no. I, and you know what? I will regret that for the rest of my life. I didn't. I didn't draw that. I um, to explain this really quickly. Four or five years ago, when I you, like, I used to write for the Hard Times, which is how I met Jeremy. Um, and I started like everything that they turned down. I just started like publishing on Medium dot com, and uh-huh. this was during the like the pre. Right, this was before the twenty sixteen. Uh, um, why am election. I blanking on this election? Not the election, the primaries. So during <laughs> okay. The, okay. So during the primaries, there was this like big battle of, of course, who's gonna who's gonna take the primary, Hillary or Bernie? And we all know how that turned out twice, unfortunately. Bernie uh, Sanders is the president. Yes. Yeah, it's a shame. I hate it. <laughs> we all know that. this to be true. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm a I'm a John Delaney guy, but. Uh, <laughs> But basically, I like him around he's this time, he reminds me of Skinner from the X Files. <laughs> yeah, I like him because he's. I like a candidate that I could run into at a McDonald's at two a.m. Um, <laughs> but so there was like when I when that was happening, Medium was becoming a big thing, and people were sharing a lot of Medium articles. And basically, Medium mm-hmm. is just, uh, it, it, especially at the time, it was just kind of like Tumblr, but it would make your article look like it was a professional article and give it thumbnails and you can like you know you could you could format it and so yeah, and you'd click through it and, it and it looks like somebody like let you publish something exactly like yeah. that was the trick of medium was it made it look like somebody published you not your <laughs> blog yeah and especially in 2016 this was one of those things where you know it uh 
everybody was sharing this because that was, you know, all the false information and, you know, mom and pop on Facebook, they don't know, you know, like, oh, uh, you know, smartopinions.ru. What a great website. It's vetted. (laughs) So I wrote this stupid article. It was called uh, Anybody on Medium Can Publish Anything, So Value My Opinion. And it was just, you know, like one paragraph of just like, Anybody can publish anything and it'll look like it's been vetted by a source that looks like this is a professional article. So please consider my opinion on the Bernie versus Hillary debate. And then it's just paragraphs and paragraphs of the word pregnant Goku over and over again. <laughs> and I can I can draw and I I didn't I didn't think anybody was gonna look at this thing. It was just something stupid that I made, like mm-hmm. Nobody likes me. I'm not a. I'm not an interesting person. You're I not made a this. God. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a god. You're certainly no pregnant Goku. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, God's God's not dead, but I am. Uh, <laughs> but this article, it went like, I don't know how many because Medium doesn't share this, but like thousands of people shared it from my Facebook. It still pops up, and then because Bernie Sanders is, you know, was back in the election this year, it came back. And at this point, I was like, <laughs> shit. I, I just Googled pregnant Goku, and I put an image of Goku, you know, pregnant, Being pregnant. In, in it, and... Uh, I was like, all right, I should draw. I should redraw this. I should I should stop using whatever person's art this was. And I never got around to it. Now it's too late. But yeah, that's like <laughs> one of my biggest regrets. I, I'm not going to say career rise because I didn't earn any money off of it. But I just, you know, I, I, I use this person's art because I never thought anybody was going to like this. And apparently it's the most successful thing I've ever done in my life. Well, the other, that's always the other, how it uh, works. The other fun angle of it is when you Google pregnant Goku now... The number one on Google image search is that picture of pregnant Goku and sourced to your medium. Post. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think when I Googled pregnant Goku back in 2016, it was like pretty low too, which is why I chose that one. Like yeah, there's I quite say- a bit of mpreg out there. That's a pretty common <laughs> fan art uh, trope. I like that Making one because he wasn't wearing pregnant? pants. Yeah, male characters. Like, he, that's the only one where he wasn't wearing pants. He's like... <laughs> Pregnant and barefoot in the uh, Kame house. <laughs> it's such a good picture. It's great. Yeah, uh, folks, at home, not folks at home, Google pregnant Goku. You'll find it instantly. <laughs> yeah. Venmo me uh, a cash app because I didn't make <laughs> for, any money off for, that. For not drawing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, compensate his labor <laughs> for finding that. <laughs> All right. Well, what did you guys watch this week? <laughs> Nothing good. Um,. I uh, I do this thing sometimes, which uh, which is uh, I'm Jewish. Jeremy, you're Jewish. Brittany, mm-hmm. are you Jewish? No, but everyone thinks ooh, I am. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> this is going to be a fun conversation. The first time uh, I ever met <laughs> the first time I ever met Brace Belden, the first thing he said to me was, "Are you Jewish?" <laughs> I was like, "No, Brace, sorry." <laughs> Well, Bryn's one of those names you don't hear a lot, so you could definitely... Yeah, who knows? You could be like, yeah, that must be like some sort of like Hebrew name or something. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like it could be. It's yeah, I mean, you have dark two. hair. Yeah, you have dark hair, so at any point, uh, I, if I, everyone's going to think you're our cousin, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, if being Jewish was a sitcom, like we all would just like, you know, like waltz into the door and just be like, hey, are you Jewish? That would be the catchphrase. Literally being Hello, Jewish is a Jewish? sitcom. Yeah. We invented sitcoms. That's true, yeah. Being Jewish is a sitcom. Yeah. And it doesn't have That's a concise a... ending. What a strange situation. Let's write about it. <laughs> oh, it's like uh it's like cheers and we, we each come in the door and everyone goes, Jew. <laughs> 
You yes. want to know if everybody is a <laughs> Jew. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Holocaust stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What anything, kind of Holocaust anything stuff? Anything I can get my hands on. Documentaries. Okay. Uh, Schindler's List. Schindler's List? Really Did sad. you watch Schindler's List this week? I watched Schindler's List this week. I watched oh Schindler's my God. List. Oh my God. Why? I watched Saving <laughs> Point Ryan. It's just this thing. It's, it's, I, I don't know when people... Uh, I've always been like of the belief that like most human beings when they're sad will either watch something happy to feel better or something tremendously sad to take on the weight of the world. Totally. And it, I don't know if it makes you feel better. I don't know. I just watch no, it makes you stuff. feel worse and you want to. Yeah. You just want to feel worse. It's like I validating. Yeah. It, I do it all the time. We talked about this last week that whenever yeah. I'm sad, I'll start thinking about uh, like genocide in Cambodia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I usually just put on sad songs so that like it can facilitate the weeping to get it all out. Mm. Um, I don't need to like. Yeah, that's what it, it is. It's like um, like the jacking off of crying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> what cry during everything? <laughs> I, uh, tear nut. <laughs> tear nut. <laughs> I love I tear think... nut oil. <laughs> I use it to wash my hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, it's kind of like I cried during everything, and I think that mm. I got there with like embracing Holocaust movies and embracing anything about World War II. Because okay. I, I'll cry during a commercial. I will cry. I cried during God's Not Dead. We can talk about that <laughs> what? later. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right, we'll get that. Interesting. Yeah, you cry a lot. You cry more than anybody I think I know. Oh, I cry all the time. Which man. is interesting because I think when I met you, I thought that you were like largely emotionless i like thought i couldn't really break through to you <laughs> and then like i think as we got to know each other more i was like oh he cries constantly <laughs> oh huge huge baby bitch constantly <laughs> you cried when we got you a gift pack of sausages Aww. yeah well i mean you got me a gift and my dad died <laughs> it's like why would oh, i not part out you know what <laughs> i it cried a about gift basket of sausages and um what was the toy we got you? You got me. You got me. Uh, uh, Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla. Um, yeah. And I cried when I got to Los Angeles, and I realized that it had gotten lost, and I don't have it anymore. Oh, and Mecha no. Godzilla. Yeah, I think about it all the time. I constantly <sighs> think about it. Whenever we do anything together, I'm like, my friends got me this beautiful gift, and I and I lost it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then I kick it's a homeless okay. person. I don't have that much empathy, <laughs> but. <laughs> Now you're going to make me cry. Okay, so yeah. Schindler's List, how does that hold up? Really well, actually. It's a it's a it's a really really well-made movie. And the weird thing is that like I know I'm not super crazy about Steven Spielberg either. I think like most of his movies have a really weird kind of uh fatherless quality to them if that makes any sense. Fatherless? Like, like most of his movies He's are He's a bastard. You're calling Steven Spielberg a fucking bastard? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that he wants to be a bastard. Like, uh, have you okay. ever seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Yeah, yeah. It's a movie about a guy just trying to leave his family, and the only way he can do it is to go to space. <laughs> That's true. Um, most of his movies are kind of in a weird way about like somebody either trying to save a family but they really don't want to, or someone who doesn't want to save their family. <laughs> Maybe he was going through like some eraser head type shit. He was just like really wanting to like not be a dad or not leave his wife or whatever. 
Yeah, or he watched Eraserhead. That movie was out when these movies <laughs> <Yeah>. came out. <laughs> um, Schindler's List is a is a really it's it's a good movie though. It's it's like a it's a slow burn, which yeah. is uh, which is good, I guess. For it's the a type long of movie, movie, right? What is it like three hours? It's like three hours, but I, I mean, every scene is really important. And the other thing that I really like about that is uh, Ralph. Ralph Fiennes, Ralph Fiennes, Fiennes, yeah, Ralph Fiennes, Rafe Fiennes, Rafe yeah. Fiennes, Ray Winston, um, yeah. Ray Winston. Winston so can Churchill. I tell a, can I tell a funny Schindler's List story? Of course. <laughs> so we watched it in uh, in high school during like our global history course, and uh, you know we're in like the World War II unit. We're learning about the Holocaust, and so they show us um, they show us Schindler's List over the course of like you know because it's a long long movie. So we saw it over yeah. the course of like three class periods and um i generally have face blindness and i'm really <laughs> terrible with celebrities in particular uh like for example nobody ever agrees with me on this but i think sandra bullock and julia roberts look identical like oh, i cannot yeah. tell them apart totally different <laughs> and in this case my face blindness was between liam neeson and ray fines mm. which makes the movie wildly confusing <laughs> wait but are you face blind you're not like weight and height blind because they're completely different body types yeah you'd think that uh it doesn't really work in black and white especially it's very hard to tell them apart for me so the point is though that we're watching this movie and the whole time i'm just like lost because i'm like wait i thought schindler's the good guy why is he like working with the nazis now <laughs> what about the fact that one of them was wearing a nazi uniform and well, the other that's one what I mean, wasn't that it's like you're like oh so he like goes from like he he's saving these people behind the Nazis back and like, but he works for the Nazis, you know, <laughs> like I just, but it just, <laughs> I got completely lost in this movie. And so the end of the movie comes, you know, cut to black teacher turns the lights on and they're like, wow, powerful stuff. Right. And like my first question is like, so Schindler was like collaborating with the Nazis. What's going on? <laughs> I mean, he was, like, there's at least like 30 people from my graduating class who that's like the only thing they remember about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you did not understand Schindler's List. Yeah, that <laughs> I just like, and then that was the first thing that they heard after like the powerful, you know, <laughs> close of movie. The only <laughs> way that you could come out of that is becoming like a mega Jew. Yeah, like, no, I'd have to. I have had to a classmate who became Hasidic and and has like a garlic farm upstate. Maybe I got to go live with him. Garlic. You know what? He probably did it because of you. <laughs> it's a it counterbalance. Yeah, he was just like, I must make sure no one ever, no one must ever forget the Shoah. I will make delicious <laughs> garlic paste, and we will, we will, we will mail it to Zanku Chicken. Isn't it also like wildly inaccurate? Like a lot of um, the stuff that like Schindler was like actually some kind of an asshole somehow. <laughs> well, was he a real the, guy? He was a real Schindler? guy. So yeah. So yeah. what I read about it is yes, they made they made him out to be a lot like nicer than he was. I mean, it's it's the story of basically the basic gist of it is that he was a weird entrepreneur who was taking advantage of war. He was a wartime profiteer. Honestly, honest right. to God, like Schindler's List is the first 20 minutes of Iron Man. There, I just saved you <laughs> 3 hours. <laughs> this guy this guy Schindler he's not even I don't think he was German I think it was Czech but he 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 goes to Poland to war profiteer and basically he steals a Jewish factory and they they show this kind of in the movie but they don't really they 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 don't really make him as as bad of a person as he was right. um 
But he steals this Jewish factory. There's a scene where he steals a Jewish home, and it's not even like he actively does it. He just like walks in and is just like, hello, I'm not Jewish. And I'm like, oh, great. Hi, we're Nazis. Would you like some Jewish business? Yes, I would. Thank you. <laughs> um, so he, steal, he steals this Jewish business, and he starts employing Jews because he could hire Poles and he could hire you know Germans and pay them money. Or he can have basically slaves, and so he Fantastic. takes these he takes these Jews in. But what starts happening is they get you know getting sent to the ghetto, and then eventually to the spoiler alert, the they get they get sent to, to the real one to the yeah. big one, the yeah, big, yeah, the, the big ghetto in the sky. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, folks, if you haven't seen Schindler's List yet, cover your ears. Uh, they kill a lot of Jews. And yeah. So what he starts doing is that they're basically he's basically like, hey, you can't take these Jews. These are my Jews. And he's really, really high up in terms of like he's he's like the Gwyneth Paltrow of Nazis where like people respect his opinion and his business and he woos them over and his publication, Jewish goop. Yeah, jupe. Um <laughs> I feel like this is <laughs> jupe. I feel like uh, this is basically like if. I don't know, like Roger Stone started a plantation and was like, you can't deport these Mexicans, they're mine. Yeah. And then just like took a bunch of them and took them out of the concentration camps at the border and was like, after a million people die at the border, he's like, actually, I saved them. So I'm a hero now. (laughs) Yeah. And Oscar Schindler famously has a gigantic back tattoo of Kaiser Wilhelm. (laughs) (laughs) Deep, deep cut. I, uh... (laughs) Wait, quick, quick side note. Um, I, w- I used to work with this dude who had a tattoo of Kaiser Wilhelm on his arm. What? And he swore to me he wasn't a Nazi, and he really liked me and my brother, who were very openly Jewish. And he's the person who got me into Lamb of God. Huh. So he's definitely okay. a Nazi. Yeah, so he's <laughs> so, a, well, he's sure. a German. He could be a German nationalist because the Kaiser was World War One. Yeah. So he's a regular kind of German nationalist. Just Just regular anti-Semitic, not creating an industrialized Holocaust. (laughs) All I got to say is like probably the nicest white supremacist I ever met. Nice guy. (laughs) Um, But but the interesting thing about Schindler's List is that he and it's in the movie and it's in real life is that so he starts saving these people. But eventually, you know, he's works with uh, two scheming Jews who Uh are just like, we've got a plan. What we want you to do is uh, you have to say that these people are essential. And so basically he starts They're essential workers. taking, he would make, basically, yeah, he would give old people and other uh, types, uh, handicapped and so forth, who would be murdered instantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gives them jobs and say, oh, you can't kill this 80-year-old English teacher. He's actually a very skilled metal worker and part of my plan. <laughs> And so, and then just like gets, an eighty-year-old like holding a welding torch. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the crazy thing about it is that he he did this stuff. He did it for a long time, and then as things progressed, he was pulling people out of the uh, out of the actual concentration camps uh-huh. until eventually he got a because he he had so much money and he was he was bribing officials and doing all sorts of crazy stuff that eventually when it was like okay time for the bye bye with all the Jews. He um, was like, you cannot kill these Jews. In fact, we're taking our factory and we're, it's so good that now we're going to make bullets. We're going to make necessary military items. Because he was actually an enamel yeah. factory. Like he was making pots and uh, whatever else mm-hmm. you make out of enamel. Uh, 
you know, you make Rick and Morty pins to sell on Etsy. <laughs> um, that was his so, biggest seller. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're they're back ordered. He was he was he was unfortunately World War Two ended before he could make any Baby Yoda mashups. But back then it was spelled with like two Ks and it was like R I K K I N. Like Rick and Morty, and then and the Mor- Morty Rick had like Morty. an umlaut. <laughs> yeah, Morty was actually a stage name. It, his his Jewish name was Morshwitz. <laughs> it was Mordecai. <laughs> Mor- Mordecai Sanchez. <laughs> Rick and Mordecai. <laughs> You've turned yourself into a delicious pickle for the last time. <laughs> Rick what a dream! Become... <laughs> he turned himself into a pickle. <laughs> People are starving, and you are a pickle. And we love pickles. Rick, and you become a gherkin. <laughs> oh boy! Oh yeah! Oh, I love yeah. Rickin's list. <laughs> Rick, you've turned yourself into stuffed kishka, dude. Incidentally, I am also reconnecting with my Judaism this week. Yeah, I guess it's Passover. I mean, I guess that's what's doing it. Oh my oh, god, yeah. I completely forgot. You have like a weird like that episode of. Uh, that episode of Rocco's Modern Life when Filbert is uh, molting. Mm. Do you remember that? And there's yeah, like yeah. some weird like vision he keeps seeing in his head, and it like tells him he has to go to the Galapagos. Yes, um, it's like that, one- but it's like you just have to watch Jewish media and just feel <laughs> bad. <laughs> what Catholic guilt and Jewish guilt are so different. It's very different, but very similar. Uh, yeah. I can tell you from experience of both. Yeah, uh, but I watched. Um, a Netflix show called Unorthodox, which is uh, it's a four-part miniseries about a Hasidic woman who escapes from the Hasidic community in Brooklyn oh, to boy. go to Berlin and start her life over. But her husband from back in Brooklyn chases after her and is trying to like bring her back home. Oh wait, is it a doc or is it a? Uh, no, it's know. a fiction. it's like a it's a fiction based oh, okay. on somebody's like. Uh, um, Memoir, or memoir, something. or something. Yeah, a memoir. Uh, it's. Uh, I'd say it's a fifty-fifty. <laughs> it's. Uh, it's got some very good aspects to it. Everybody is very good. Like all the acting is incredible. Um, really, really held up by some very solid performances. Uh, there's a lot of like strange comedy in it uh, that kind of works really well to kind of like cut how dramatic it is watching a woman escape from like An weird sex slavery. Husband, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the the peaks into Hasidic culture are really good, but the story overall sucks ass. And by oh. the end of it, you're just like, that was so unsatisfying. <laughs> Is it like a mini series? Yeah, like it's and over? it's over. So there's not going to be like any resolution. <laughs> you just have what you got. A oh, kid that so I went annoying. to in uh, a kid that I went to, um, I went to f- film school with this kid, Michael, mm-hmm. who's actually Moshe. He was a Hasidic Jew who him and his uh, him and his father escaped, and his mother and his three brothers are still very, very, very like involved. I mean, this was ten years ago. I don't know what it's like now, but he mm-hmm. had uh, completely cut off from all his family, abandoned. Like no one will talk to him. So it's just him and his dad like shared an apartment in New York, and he was like, uh, he wrote. I went to school with him for for four years, and so like his, I guess his sophomore screenplay was about his life and that story. Um, but then his junior year television pilot was also about that story, but as a TV <laughs> show. And I was like, okay, good for you. You've got a plan. You're going to make the movie, and then you yeah. get the adaptation. Right. Um, and then his thesis was that story again. And I was like, okay, I 
much respect to your experience. Uh, I think that it's really, really interesting. What else you got? <laughs> do you have any original like, what are you gonna thoughts? Do? What are you going to do when you're in the room, you know, and they're just like, okay, the Jew, the Jew yeah, story what, is really cool. What happens cool. When, when Netflix passes on the first pitch and you've got to yeah. be like, well, I've got another one. It's about a dog who <laughs> comes from a very strict dog upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> it's an animated feature. <laughs> See, Hell he was yeah. born a schnauzer, but he really thinks he's a golden retriever. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's like good- plague dogs, but Jewish. <laughs> yeah, this is also like 2010, no, 2007. So good for him on getting like an early start on the uh, on the JCU, the Jewish Cinematic Universe. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, but so unorthodox. One thing I want to say: I hate the idea of the serious pun. It's like one of my least favorite things in the world. And give me an example. Like unorthodox, for example. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like titling your serious work unorthodox or like that show Transparent is another example of it. <laughs> like Tra- I think it's got to be. That one is so stupid. It makes. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's transparent? Because my parent is trans. <laughs> well, this is the same thing. It's unorthodox because it's like I'm undoing my orthodox no, it's, upbringing. It's terrible. It sucks. I hate it. Funny puns only. I didn't even think <laughs> about it. But I'll, well, also, I thought that maybe it was a comedy at first. It has some comedic elements to it. Like, because it's like her husband comes chasing after her. So some of the comedy is like what you'd expect, which is like the computer what what's a computer <laughs> but then there's like uh her husband has like this kind of like shady cousin who helps him do all the crime they need to do to get her back and mm-hmm. he's extremely funny he's got like a lot of very funny bits where like he has this like uh like catchphrase that there's a different torah on the road like <laughs> when you're <laughs> when you're not in brooklyn different torah <laughs> so he's like going out gambling and shit do you think it's a do you think it's a matter of like uh, they wanted it to be too close to the truth and that's why the story is like a little lame because it's like they couldn't change anything to make it more interesting no because what is lame about it is so she escapes from new york she goes to berlin uh Ooh. first of all it's extremely unfair to german people all they talk about is the holocaust <laughs> nobody ever says anything cool about berlin they're literally okay. driving around with people from germany and they're like over there is where hitler's bunker was <laughs> Christ. <laughs> that's not how berlin is but then in addition to that like the end of it so she she finds this like music school and she like gets in touch with her love of music and she decides to apply and she's trying to get a scholarship so she okay. can stay there on a student visa so she doesn't have to go back to brooklyn right mm-hmm. um but then at the end we don't find out if she got into <laughs> music school Why and it's not? not even like left in like a vague way where like she opens the letter and then and then cut to credits you just never hear about it after her audition <laughs> is there a season oh, so two just, coming no it's, or is it's that... just a miniseries it's over uh. now <laughs> so it's just poorly constructed yeah it just seems like a big oversight on their part <laughs> that's really weird yeah so would you recommend that i think i would still just because like should i watch it uh maybe I don't know. If you got other stuff in the queue, no. I think if you're burning fumes like I am right now, absolutely. Okay. Good performances. That's fair. Uh, what did you watch this week? Uh, speaking of Judaism, I, uh, <laughs> nice. I watched uh, Oh Hello, the Broadway. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so I think we've talked about this on the show before. Yeah, um, I hate Nick Kroll. You hate Nick Kroll. I hate Nick Kroll. 
And nice. you hate Nick Kroll. We've never spoke before. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I had seen about 20 minutes of it and I was like sick at the time and I uh, was laughing so hard it hurt. Mm. And so I had to turn it off. So I was telling my boyfriend about it and I was like, we should watch that show. It was funny. Uh, and he'd never heard of it, never heard of any of the characters really. And so uh, we turned it on and it was very, very funny. Um, do you think it's not funny, Jeremy? Um, I've seen like very little snippets of it. Oh, I okay. generally find Nick Kroll to be so off-putting that I just like won't even consider watching it. It's not even like <laughs> it's not even kind of like up for question. <laughs> Interesting. I love John Mulaney though. I'm a big fan of John Mulaney. Do not like Nick Kroll. Mm. I don't really have opinions on either of them. I really like Big Mouth. I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think like Big Mouth a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're funny together. And this this play is so the the concept was made that they were in the Strand together, and the, which is a big bookstore here in in New York, and um, they saw two men both wearing a turtleneck and a blazer, both buy the same copy of, or two different copies of Alan Alda's biography. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just laughing about this to themselves, you know, just riffing on it yeah. until it became these characters. They just made these characters just being like old New York men who were just, you know, being silly about everything. And it's so specific that yeah. it, and I don't, it's it's actually strange because I don't know if anybody would enjoy it if you've never been to New York or like met any of these kind of people. Like mm-hmm. maybe, but I don't really, I don't think it could work. I can't imagine <laughs> it being funny if I had no idea what kind of person this person was. But I've met so many of these guys that it's hysterical and so spot on. I just think it's, I think it found it very funny. And so the basically the idea is, is that they were given a Broadway play for some reason and they're just like in, the characters were given a Broadway the characters play. were given the Broadway okay, play. so it is like it's not it's like aware of the fact that it's a play yes to okay. the extent that they're like constantly talking to the lighting guy that they're not paying mm-hmm. and they're like you know annoyed that they're not in the bigger theater they're you know talking to the audience constantly it's and really then, jo- like, a joke dense too they put a lot of jokes in there oh you've seen it yeah, I, I've seen it. It's like it's it's very very joke dense. Like it's very well written. Mm-hmm. I yeah, just don't some like Nick Kroll. Some of it's improv. <laughs> I can't. I his his performance of this character is so specific and fantastic. I don't know how you don't like that. It's so funny. Because okay, so my my thing about Nick Kroll. First off, I don't like his face. I'm gonna get that yeah, out. Yeah, that's a big thing. I was gonna it's say big, big mouth. I like big mouth because I don't have to see him. <laughs> He has a face of like the kid who makes like really annoying noises in like uh-huh. school just to like yeah. piss you off. Like he go like he can do that weird thing with his like his breath that he goes like makes like a donkey sound like <sighs> Yeah. I don't it's hard to explain. I see to me like the thing about Nick Kroll is that he's like he has always come off to me as like like a medium quality like UCB student that just happened to just get everything in his life in order <laughs> to get these roles like i've never seen something where it's like that has to be nick kroll like the kroll show i was like this you shouldn't have your own show man you're not <laughs> that good at doing characters like you can you can do a couple of good ones but like to make him the character guy and the other thing about nick kroll that like always rubbed me the wrong way was that he's extremely you know that, rich 
so rich. His grandfather started uh, Kroll on track, which was like a date. Now they're a data recovery service, but before that, they you know they they started off with like uh, documentation and shit. And they're, mm-hmm. um, I think, his grandfather was one of the richest people, like top one hundred richest people in America. God. So it's like you know. So it's jealousy, I, I, is what you're saying. No, yeah, it's not, we're it's jealous of his his place in society. No, yeah, he, really, he showbiz opened its doors for him because yeah. of who he is and who his family it's like is. A, yeah, I think like he's just a medium quality person that got every really good opportunity thrown at him. You know, it's mm-hmm. just and I and I and I maybe that may be like presumptive and unjustified, but I just having. <laughs> Having been through the ringer of the whole UCB comedy scene and seeing who does really well and who doesn't, I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm, you really have to be someone who can take a lot of time off of working so that when you get yeah. the opportunity, you're there to call, you know, and obviously you have to have talent to make it, but you also have to have the ability to show up to the audition because you don't have to work a job. Yeah, um, Nick Kroll, you fucking suck. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. I've never watched Big Mouth. I, it doesn't appeal to me. I also don't really watch a lot of comedy. I uh-huh. like. I watch most of my stuff like I. I'm quarantined alone. Like I don't like watching funny things alone. Yeah, it like, sucks. Laughing alone is like terrible. Yeah, it <laughs> just doesn't insane. do the same thing. What about? Well, you don't listen to podcasts. Um, but I don't, don't you listen, listen to podcasts. I don't. Jeremy, don't you listen to podcasts that make you laugh, or is that different? Yeah, but podcasts are inherently like part of what makes them work is that they're they're social and you're feeling as if you are amidst a group of people yeah like even if you don't have that parasocial relationship to the people on the podcast you still feel as if you're amidst a group of people because you're listening to a group of people talk to each other and you can't hear anything else right you're watching tv alone like i don't i hate watching (laughs) stand-up specials i feel like that's part of why stand-up never worked for me is because i can't sit and watch a stand-up special because i'm like what am I supposed to, like, I, I can't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it doesn't work. That's very yeah, strange. Yeah, I mean, if you consume the majority of your media alone, I mean, like, me and my girlfriend, we watch comedy stuff, but we, have both her and I have very different senses of humor, which is a good thing, I honestly think. Mm. Um, but, like, you know, there's a reason why, like, cult comedies are so big is because I have, like, 10 really good friends that at any moment I could text them a quote from Hot Rod and they'll quote it back to me. I love Lonely mm-hmm. Island, mm-hmm. but yeah, I haven't too. watched I haven't watched any of those movies in years because, you know, it's one of those things where if you I'm not going to like be at home and like have nothing to do. There's certain things you can throw on and it's just in the background. I'm not going to throw on a comedy movie because I can't think of anything more sad than just like you know, like doing my dishes and like lightly chuckling at like, hey, Kevin, <laughs> you're the next Douglas Bubble Trousers. I am very the opposite. I like basically I'll just watch every single comedy special on Netflix. I think I've seen them. I watched the, all three Tom Segura ones this madness. week. Madness. True <laughs> madness. <laughs> Insane. That is a personality disorder. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's what the weird thing is that I'm, I guess... A comedy nerd. I didn't really know that was a word until like no, a that's new, a real thing. Until I yeah. started a podcast and then started hanging out with all you motherfuckers, and they're like, "Oh, it's a comedy nerd." I'm like, just because I like comedy. Yeah, well, Bryn, I don't, I don't know you. Um, do uh-huh. you do you do comedy? Do you do stand up? Have you ever done any of that? I did stand up in college, and then I stopped. You're an appreciator. 
I I'm think just that's an appreciator. Great. No, no, there's there's nothing better than an appreciator because that to me is look. Jeremy Jeremy reached out to me and was like, "Hey, will you do this podcast?" And I was like, "Absolutely, I would I would love to talk about movies in an honest way where I'm not shitting on something." He's like, "Oh no, it's a shit on episode. We're gonna watch something bad." <laughs> And I'm just like, God fucking damn it. I shit on everything all the time. I want to be positive for once. But I think, mm, we honestly... We do positive episodes. Yeah, just yeah, not this Yeah, this isn't going to be one of them. <laughs> no. And yeah, no, I feel like... I constantly feel like there's a rainy cloud over my head. And I think that cloud is probably, you know, four years of filled film school, 10 years of trying to work in the industry and do comedy <laughs> sure. and realizing, God, I hate these people. God, I hate improv. If I ever have to do stand-up again, I'll rather shoot myself um, <laughs> on the news. But... <laughs> I think that there's... Bud Dwyer style. Yeah. Yeah. Or or that that girl. Actually, a lady killed herself on TV first, and people forget about that feminism. Hello. (laughs) What's her name? Say her name. I can't remember. (laughs) They just made a movie about it. They just made a movie about it two years ago. But this... You know what it is? It's because... You know what it is? You can't find the footage. They destroyed the footage. Yeah, yeah, you can't find the footage. Bud Dwyer, I've been watching the footage for really long When they zoom in, the snap zoom. My God. So (laughs) funny. The cinematography... It's crazy. It's such it's a, a crazy real, like, instinct scene, that, that, you know? that that cameraman had. He's like, yeah. well, better get, better get closer. Get real close <laughs> to the face. I think, especially nowadays, when like everybody is uh, an, an asshole, I think mm-hmm. being an appreciator is really cool. And honestly, that you're you're the person that people make things for. You know, like no yeah. one no one is making what they no one's putting their heart and soul into something for me and Jeremy. We're just yeah. gonna shit and fart on it. <laughs> We're just like pee pee doo doo babies, and it's fine. Yeah. But like, I honestly like, I really respect the comedy nerd. I think that that's the most important person, uh, in terms of people to be on the side of because they they appreciate it, they like it, and there's nothing nothing better than someone who will enjoy something and not forget about it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because people get jaded and people get um just fucking pissed all the time and i like i love i love uh meg wright and seth simmons who are both like comedy critics uh they write for slate <laughs> and go I could after never do people that. but i do uh, but, get like super in i get super i i annoy comedians because i'll talk to them about like craft <laughs> i'll oh, be yeah. like oh it was really interesting the way he did this sort of transition uh, and faked out the crowd in this specific way, and then there, everyone like, shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut up! Don't ever say that shit to me. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Did you ever say that shit to me? <laughs> wow, Mr. Schindler, it's really interesting how you got all of these Jews to do work for you, but you're also saving their lives. Shut the fuck up! Shut you're up! A fucking nerd and a poser. Get away from me. There's nothing feels worse than talking about com- comedy. Is it's like I mean it is just jagging off. It's it's so you feel it's shamed afterwards. <laughs> I hate talking about comedy after doing it. Yeah. Well, comedy Nobody and does. music. Yeah, comedy and music are both the same sort of thing. Of like, you know how there's there's like a, there's a saying about how like you can say get on stage and say anything to any person, but you have, by doing it, you're immediately alienating everybody that you know, Mm. you know, because you have to become (laughs) like this persona and be like, it's hard. It's hard when your friends become famous or successful because you're just like, you're laughing at that joke. I know that guy and that guy sucks, you know? Oh Uh yeah. So it's like, you become like this persona, you become this thing. And it's, it's, it's one of those reasons why, you know, the, the, um, the bigger, people become the more they're unrelatable because 
they you, they can't make jokes anymore because they're not just like goofing off with their friends. Like, right. wouldn't it be funny if this and that happened? They're just like, hey, I'm so fucking rich. I have no concept of time. <laughs> and that's yeah. why I do like that's why I, I don't like Nick Kroll, but I do like that John Mulaney is friends with him and they made Oh Hello, which is just a, such a weirdly specific thing that's just like, hey, we're both kind of famous. What if we made a Broadway play? Because we can do it <laughs> and people will like it. And it's I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think yeah. it's funny. Well, speaking of ironically shitting on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> being huge assholes. And being yeah. huge, huge assholes. This week, we watched the 2014 American Christian drama film, God's Not Dead. Uh. Directed by Harold <laughs> Kronk and uh, <laughs> put out by uh, Pure Flicks Entertainment. <laughs> Pure Flicks. It's funny because Pure Flix, F-L-I-X, is a Christian movie film, but Pure Flix, F-L-I-C-K, is a really, really good porn company. <laughs> it's all wow. solo. It's really, really, nice. really good stuff. What does yeah. it mean, solo? Uh, a single person on camera. Like a masturbation pure, thing? Yeah, Pure Flix. Pure Flix. Oh, like a flick just, in the bean. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say <laughs> yeah. that, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was going to I was leaving I was I was leaving it up to the viewer to interpret it. Oh, okay. It's really I'm, it's I'm really, really bad with subtlety. <laughs> yeah, I like I, what uh, you did there. <laughs> the um we should do a porn one time. <laughs> Watch it or make it. What is Like an that? episode of this show where we, oh, watch, where a we porn. watch a porn. Yeah. yeah. But what? Well, we'll have to think about it. We'll have to think about it. We'll come back to this Okay, idea. but this week we did God's Not Dead, and let's do a quick overview of whatever plot there is. Yeah, so, okay, so it's like a, um, it's like a love actually intertwining sort of thing where, like, everything is connected <laughs> and we're all one and whatever, and it's Ugh. about, um, uh, filmed, uh, fa- famed, uh, filmmaker Joss Whedon, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just kidding. Josh Wheaton, distinct person, uh, is a college student. He uh, he enrolls in a philosophy course, uh, is warned against it by a fellow comrade in the Christian struggle, but uh, he decides <laughs> to go through with it anyway. And when he gets there, his uh, his philosophy professor, uh, Hercules from the television series Hercules, mm-hmm. uh, tells him and everybody... Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo, if you want to be a real philosophy dude, you have to publicly denounce Christ and his ways. <laughs> <laughs> and oh then uh, uh, he makes everybody sign a paper that says God is dead, sign right. it and give it to him. And then the, uh, Joss Whedon is like, no, I'm not doing that. And he's like, well, if you don't do that, well, then that will trigger the age-old, <laughs> the age-old tradition of defending God in front of my entire class. And uh, so he does, and uh, he convinces everybody that God's real. And then amidst that also, there's the guy from Duck Dynasty. There's a lawyer who gets cancer. There's a Christian rock band who uh, helps the woman who has cancer. Uh, yep. There's a Muslim girl who uh, wants to be Christian oh, real bad and gets kicked out and of her house. And that's not allowed. And that's not allowed in, in Yeah, Islam. so basically every other, everything that's happening that isn't Joss Whedon trying to prove that God exists feels like tacked on, like a mm-hmm. different movie. Like, the especially the one where two guys are trying to go to Disney World for yes. some reason and their car won't start uh-huh. for the whole movie that happens. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a it's a reverend and his friend who's just back from a mission in Africa, and they're trying to go to Disney World because the African guy's never been to Disney World before, and then right. God won't let them go. So <laughs> it's basically pulpit fiction. Ah, uh, it's bad. Nice. Um, Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> well, okay. it's because okay. So the first thing that I noticed with this movie is I knew it was a it's a it's a Christian movie, and yeah. I I didn't. I mean, I assumed that everything was going to come together, and all the stories were going to be about you know how every all of these people are intertwined by the love of Christ, mm-hmm. but it made me really uncomfortable watching it and waiting to see which things were gonna be uh were gonna be expanded upon because uh-huh. just at any moment you're like a tree's gonna fall and kills a cat or a <laughs> you know some something is gonna happen where someone's religion is gonna be taken and the second I saw a car with a Muslim family I was like oh fuck what are they gonna do to these <laughs> poor people are they gonna make what them are do they a gonna terrorist do? plot oh I, I really- one more one more side plot is that there's a Chinese kid who oh, yes. uh, j- just becomes Christian. <laughs> he just becomes Christian. Yeah. It's just really it for him. <laughs> there's, well, there's another plot that, that also there's a woman whose uh, mother has dementia. Oh, yes. Who, I got to say, the twist with that, I did not see that coming. I did not expect that. Basically, this woman who loves Christ has been suppressed because her... Her boyfriend is Kevin Sorbo. Mm-hmm. And when he shows oh, yeah. up in the kitchen, I was like, I didn't see that coming. That yeah. was a good twist. I was wondering how she was going to Everybody's end up in there. Everybody in the movie is connected. Uh, spoiler Wait, alert, it's the so Holy who Spirit. Is, who is Superman? I, I couldn't really follow that one. Superman, Dean Cain, is in the movie. Mm. Um, the guy from Lois and... Uh, from, what is that fucking show Lois called? And Clark. Clark and, Lois and Clark. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, he's in the movie, and he's like unreasonably a shithead like yes hates his girlfriend oh, the i guess CEO guy yeah his girlfriend is like i have cancer and he's like how dare you yeah <laughs> so she's the gotcha <laughs> journalist but he's also attacking he's... the duck dynasty guy who plays himself but on a fictionalized show of his right uh, but that's also his mother that has a, a no, 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 no 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 so he's dating the gotcha journalist and his sister is the one who is oh dating Kevin Sorbo is dating Kevin Sorbo, so yeah. the yeah so the yeah. the mom is also his mom, yes yes okay and that's that why was so confusing this so whole that, movie I mean, is incredibly confusing two hours long for no reason <laughs> so it's long so long it's so, it doesn't stop I mean I, we should we should take it um we should take it story arc by story arc yeah I was gonna there's say, a like, lot to yeah, digest you can't go to. through it chronologically because it's just all over the place. But, so let's yeah. start with Will Wheaton. Uh, Josh, Josh Wheaton? Wheaton. What's his Josh name? Wheaton. Jo- Josh Wheaton. Josh Wheaton. Josh Wheaton. Josh Wheaton. <laughs> Different guy, not Josh Wheaton. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, but it is let, Josh Wheaton. Yeah. It's let's Josh start Wheaton. with Dave Wheatthins. So he yeah, so, enrolls so in Josh college. Wheaton, he, he enrolls in college. He enrolls in his philosophy course. And the first thing that we see with him is him going to, to enroll. And the guy sees his cross necklace and is like, Oh, you're not gonna like what happens next, my man. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest guy, by the way, c- comes up with at least six metaphors for uh, what's gonna happen to yeah, him. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like let's just say 
It's going to be like ancient Rome in the Colosseum. You know what I'm saying? Let's just no, say I it's don't. feeding time, and you, my friend, are slop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, just say if these were Jews, you'd be a pretzel, and they'd be Jews. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so he he enrolls in this class, and and on day one, uh, the professor is like, in order to have a strong basis in philosophy, we need to just get past this stupid question that always comes up: Is God dead? <laughs> so everybody, take out a piece of paper, write down God is dead, sign your name to it, hand him up here. So from the get go, it's like I feel like that's a reasonable plot point that they've taken. It's kind of ridiculous, but it's not out of the realm of believability, right? Yeah, that he has to go to a a, a notoriously le, le epic Reddit atheist professor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. fine. Uh huh. And, yeah. and and even the 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 act of making them sign the thing, it's like a little dramatic, but like I could see it happening. That's insane. I mean, I went to college. I went to an art college. Like, I've never heard of anything like this. Yeah. Like. Because it's also stupid because, like, half of the people on the board, like, were theists. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no concept of, like, he was, like, even if you're an insane, like, love Nietzsche or whatever, like, the concept of God is, like, an everlasting, like, even if you're just, like, having taken philosophy classes, (laughs) it's, like, no one would ever do this. So, it's, like, I don't know what world these people are living in. Well, that's the thing is that this movie... Made a lot of money because it it's oh yeah it made it made it would cost like two million dollars and it made sixty million dollars sixty four wow and and you almost had me buy it off of Amazon because <laughs> you were like oh it's on Amazon for free it was on Netflix for free oh is but it but I almost was like oh I just I was, searched through the, the yeah, Apple TV thing. I almost gave it four bucks oof uh, my hard earned Jew money but uh, <laughs> but the whole, but the whole movie is basically Wait, on just like for that money yeah. <laughs> Uh, I didn't. I didn't do my birthright. Me Actually, true story. I was gonna do it, but the only reason I was gonna do it is because I thought nothing would be funnier than to go to Jerusalem and get a tattoo of Santa Claus, <laughs> and I will regret that for the rest of my life. I know. Um, but this whole movie is basically the 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 premise of it is basically just like Christian folk. You are gonna be every day asked to reject Christ yeah. by everybody in the world, and this is a movie for you. And it's like, I, obviously this this isn't happening. But the weirdest thing about the Kevin Sorbo character is that it could have been a good class if you think about it because I, I had like a I had a political philosophy class and I in college and we had a teacher who was like, okay, everybody here is liberal leaning. So to be the devil's advocate I'm gonna be the devil's advocate for this entire semester so that we actually talk and mm-hmm. so that we actually have conversations. So he very well could have been, you know, playing a character to make people reject Christ to think about, you know, what they're doing. Or he could have done the opposite. It was like, I don't believe in God, but I'm going to pretend I do to see, you know, what happens. But instead you get Kevin Sorbo with a goatee just like hamming (laughs) it up, which I loved, by the way. Yeah, his performance is is not bad. That's true. What's so weird about this is that it feels like it feels like if Neil Breen who did Fable Findings, what it was equally unhinged in, in his understanding of the world, but somehow hired actors that were serviceable. Uh-huh. So it's like more unsettling because it's like <laughs> this absolute nonsense. Just like I have 
national and international secrets, but they're like delivering it convincingly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Um, oh, but what I was going to say, though, is that like, if like let's say you are late like epic reddit nerd guy you're the epic nerd man who who wants everybody to say god is dead and you make him sign the paper or whatever i could see that all realistically happening what i don't believe is that he kept those papers that's what's insane is like <laughs> at the end of the movie like towards the end when he's starting to like look yeah. back on his choices and whatever he is like w- looking through the signs got his dead papers <laughs> that he's Reading kept in his all. desk <laughs> well the, the i mean the 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 story the like character arc for kevin sorbo is that you slowly reveal that he's not just a philosopher and part of the you know the coastal liberal agenda of intelligence he also hates God. He doesn't just like yeah. have a belief. He literally hates God because he's yeah. a vendetta. Yeah, he's a vendetta. Died. Yeah, because his mom died, and he's taking out on this boy. Because there, there's it's believe like in a weird way, it's kind of believable that maybe because I would assume that in like a real class, like this idea. Because basically, he's like, all right, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you 20 minutes at the end of every class to convince everybody that there is a god, which he also doesn't really do. He just convinces them that that uh, there's a shadow of a doubt yeah. with everything. Because that's the universe, right. um, and he and he uh, he basically is is given these twenty minutes to um, to to talk, and any good teacher would be like, "Hey, this is a this is good, good for you. I'm gonna yeah. give you the yeah. grade." But instead, it looks like you're really taking this investigation of your faith seriously, and I'm gonna give you an A. Good job. Yeah, yeah and you're like instead, really getting up there and you're talking for 20 minutes and that's not easy to do. <laughs> no, <laughs> it even really says difficult. that at some point he's like, well, I kind of am doing this off the cuff and I'm not a professional orator. I'm just a I'm just a, a 25 year old playing a 19 year old <laughs> yeah. who wants to go to law school, but it's never explained. Uh, but then it's there's a scene insane because he has like all of these like he's like, also, I spent like hours making these like visualizers of like the fucking <laughs> yeah. it's not a PowerPoint. It looks like. A video game <laughs> like yeah, he like went on fiverr rot. and like yeah. fucking hired a, a computer <laughs> graphics guy yeah yeah um yeah what's what it's what's great in these sequences though is when they cut away to the uh to the audience like when he's up there doing his his pitch and they're having their back and forth every time they pan across the audience the kids could not give less of a shit and that is so <laughs> realistic yeah that's <laughs> yeah. all true. these kids are just like are we seriously sitting through this right now yeah, yeah. Because it's like is this going to you... be on a test or something? Do I have to care? <laughs> because if you were a real teacher and one kid was like, "No, I'm very Christian," you'd be like, "All right, see me after class. It's fine. Don't worry about it." Yeah. <laughs> it's just I'm just yeah. proving a point. You don't have to take it so seriously. Yeah, you know, there's like... so many reasonable people in this movie too. Like his girlfriend, like uh, Joss Whedon's girlfriend, says <laughs> no, like, "This is don't so sink your fucking academic career over this stupid shit." <laughs> Yeah, okay, so wait, so that's the other thing. He gets dumped on it by his girlfriend for refusing to reject Christ. Uh-huh. My dude has been dating this girl for six years. Cut right? by the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume I would assume that at this point, you know, they've had that conversation of like, well, I have to wait for God. And oh, yeah. I would assume that she was on the same table. And now I guess she's having her... A, her awakening yeah, her of realizing, yeah, yeah, 
Which is like 19's a normal age, you know. Yeah, good for that's her. that's good. Yeah, good for her. She never you, shows any, up again. We don't know what happens to her. No, yeah, no. I mean, she, who ca- who cares? Which is weird because by the logic of this movie, she should die. Yeah, she should die, or she should like have been somebody's friend or whatever. Yeah, she just disappears. She's just you know they're going to a Christian concert where they met. You know, yeah. I think that that's like which is weird. They should have developed her a little bit more mm-hmm. to be like Josh. We're adults. We're not our parents children anymore we can make our own decisions and i think that i am getting into punk music <laughs> you know what's funny too I is i realized this time i've seen this a few times uh, fuck you and uh i realized on this viewing that he gives her one of the tickets and then later is bringing the chinese kid to the to the concert oh, oh. so where do you get he must have got yeah. it back what are they they bought another one at the door i guess but mm. so she could be at the concert or she could have fucking wised up and not gone to that lame ass fucking concert. why have you why have you watched this multiple times i know the answer so but i yeah it's very funny it's a fun really stupid... i don't think this is funny i think it's bad but i don't think it's like fun bad it i think takes it's a just... long time to get funny i think like because i think once it starts to round out and everything starts to connect it starts to get very funny as you watch them connect and you're like what's this one gonna be <laughs> yeah i mean i was i was on the edge of my seat trying to figure out like where this was going to go because this was basically like the Christian Magnolia. Uh, actually, yeah. Magnolia is more Christian than this movie. <laughs> Let's get real. Um, but the weird, the weird thing about it is that uh, it's not, it's not f- fun in a bad way. Like it's just weird in a bad way. Like okay, so I didn't know that was the actual Duck Dynasty guy until the end, and just like the the idea of having the Duck Dynasty guy play himself. And somehow, because they're but all, it's a fake you know, show the, because they don't have the copyright. Because they don't have the rights to right. Duck Dynasty, <laughs> lost the rights to the show. Um, but it's, but it, it, it's, it's weird because this this whole movie is basically about persecution, but it's also non-existent persecution, uh-huh. right? And that just guy, us being fucking victims. Yeah, like, for are there being uh, members of the most popular and richest religion <laughs> in the whole world? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or in all of America. Well, it's funny yeah. too. Is like because the the theme, the overarching theme, is persecution and how everybody is going to test your faith and whatever. Like for that being the overall thing, the stakes of all of these are so low. Yeah. <laughs> they could not be lower if you no, fucking tried. Nobody you, is facing anything except for the woman who has cancer. That's uh, you're wrong. Bad. They're all facing eternal damnation, Jeremy. <laughs> the stakes could not be higher. I mean, I don't know how it works with the evangelicals, but with the Catholics, you can just go to, like, if, if he signed that paper, he could just go to confession and say, like, 20 Hail Marys. No, and not, not, not if you're a Protestant. Yeah, I don't know how that works. So, so I have to mention something right here, probably nearing the end of the episode. I grew up very fundamentalist Christian. I don't know if I've ever actually said this on this show. I think you have, yeah, but, but not in depth. But so, I mean, I had like Newsboys CDs. Like, really? I, I, oh, yeah. Like, re- they used to have a different singer and they were much better before. They sounded like a new York <laughs> band. They didn't sound like this. And they've been around since the 80s. Uh-huh. Um, and that lead singer is from DC Talk now. Anyway, point is, <laughs> um, I. Jesus. That's I fascinating. Went, so you knew them when they when they showed up. Oh, you yeah. were like, oh, Newsboys. Newsboys. <laughs> When, it, when he on it, when he he was wearing a shirt in the first scene. He's he says his shirt says Newsboys. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that fucking Christian band. Um, and but so I had a big like Le Reddit atheist kind of m- moment in college mm-hmm. where I like read the God Delusion and I was like, this is all fake. I was twenty years old when I saw being a Christian. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So it 
it's sort of very personal for me because <laughs> I hate this kind of shit because my dad was like one of these apologetics, like let's argue about the science of creationism kind of guys. Um, and so it was like my whole high school and college was just arguing about religion. And like, I know way more about this stuff than I need to. Uh-huh. Um, so it was just really annoying, like listening to all of his arguments. Um, Cause like I went, uh, my dad drugged me to like an apologetics conference. And uh, I remember one of the, uh, one of the, the, the marquee things was uh, Christopher Hitchens versus Dinesh D'Souza. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Ugh. <laughs> They should and, bomb uh, the building. Yeah, detonate the vest. <laughs> yeah. Dinesh D'Souza yelled at me after for <laughs> telling him that he was pro-slavery. Uh, <laughs> um, so this is all really close to home. So it was definitely hard for me to laugh at this because I was just angry the uh-huh. whole movie. <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to listen to these people with their fucking bullshit, wormy ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so frustrating. Um, but there is funny parts. Um, especially the Muslim stuff. Yeah, so let's <laughs> that stuff yeah. is the best. Well, let's close out the the Joss Whedon story ends when uh, uh, he he owns the professor verbally by saying, "Why do you hate God?" And he says, "Because he took everything from me." The argument's over at that point because like he's no longer trying to prove any case. Now he's just emotionally saying, "Like you hate God," and he's like, "I do hate God." And yeah, then it's I just do. like, I don't well, like "How it. do you hate someone who Which, doesn't exist?" <laughs> Which causes every single student in the classroom to suddenly go, the teacher said God's real. God is real. We stand up. We love God. Well, what's even better is like you could tell, too, in in a realistic version of this story, it's like, no, they all just got up because there's like, yeah, let's hurt this teacher's feelings. Oh, yeah. That's right. They're one year out of high school. They're still very much like, how do you make a teacher cry? (laughs) You fucking lost, you loser. Yeah, and then... Uh, and then but, Kevin Sorbo gets hit by a car and dies instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Long oh, man. enough to, to, to confess. Well, to get to to get to Kevin Sorbo dying, we have to talk about my favorite plotline, which is the priest who for some reason murders cars. <laughs> <laughs> there's it's the cool priest. There's a cool priest he's got he's got uh he he, he looks like he's in Everclear. Um <laughs> and he's just a cool fun priest. He, does, he, he comes he, I, I mean, I don't know a lot about, I grew up with friends who were very, very Christian, but I was not, you know, a rabbi is not going to come meet you for hamburgers when your boyfriend is being mean to you. Mm-hmm. Right. But I guess that's a thing that happens in Christianity. For I don't sure. Know. Ugh. But yeah, yes. so, so, so. Well, any, any big major life event can like shake your faith and, and that's the last right. thing they want. So of course they're showing up for you. It's, you know. Youth pastors. It's, a numbers it's like AA, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Sugar Ray picks don't drink. Up yeah, you don't want people dude. losing their sobriety. <laughs> I know it's yeah. a pandemic, but don't drink. <laughs> so so Sugar Ray picks up the dude from the airport and it's just, it's a guy right. from Africa who can't wait to go to Disney World. Which they're going to drive to. <laughs> it's it's hinted that they're with there's very subtle hints that they're in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. But um one of them is for some reason in the doctor's office of the cancer lady. There's a huge poster that says Crops of Louisiana and the whole time I'm trying to think like what room did they rent for this movie where they couldn't take down a sign <laughs> for what vegetables they grow in Louisiana and yeah. then they zoom out and it, it looks like a, a hospital right? I, do, I don't know I can't tell you there's some weird production stuff Those are all of my notes are weird production things <laughs> I'll read them later but um, 
but yeah, so they so then they go to drive and he turns the car and the second he turns the car, it doesn't turn on. So then he's like, "Oh, this is great. We live in America. I'll just get a rental car. Yeah. They'll 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 drop the car off." And the African guy's like, "They drop the car off? That's oh crazy." Oh my god. But- yeah, how much the fucking African guy is so stoked on all of this shit where he's just like, <laughs> "What the <a> country? What? <laughs> <laughs> they bring you a new rental car?" <laughs> How does he get home? Does he have to rent a car? (laughs) It's funny because there's like no real mention of his race or nationality at all, but it's so racist. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know how they managed to be so racist. Like you could feasibly, you know, change his character out for some dumb fat white guy with a goatee too. And it's exactly the same thing. You need is that he's back from Africa from doing a mission. That's all you need from him. Yeah. You don't need anything else. No, I think he's not back. I think this is his first time. I think that was the implication. Oh, maybe. Oh, they met when the priest was over there doing a mission. Right. When he was doing, yeah, when he was calling. Right. And. Um, so then the, the, the rental car guy, my favorite character actor, hamming it up, giving you his entire backstory. Yeah, he's going over to a, a fucking car. audition and stuff. Yeah. Which I'm like, how is this going to pay off? Is acting a it's sin? Not. What? No payoff. It doesn't. Why would it? No payoff. But he drops off the rental car and is just like, can you hurry this up? I have to do things with my life. And they're just like, we, we love God. We're, we're, we're going. He gets in the car. It kills it. It doesn't turn on. It keeps murdering cars. Yeah. And that's weird enough. So then the, 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 the third beat for that guy, not counting all of the times that he's, you know, having shoulders for people to cry on, is that he gets a second rental car, which he insists is the same car again. And they leave that scene, but you know that not only was it the same car again, but the rental car dude could drive it with no problem. But the second the cool priest touches the car, yeah. it dies. Well, so this is this is interesting because yeah. going back to Joss Whedon for a second, one of his big arguments and like what's kind of like shaping the narrative of this movie is him like because Kevin Sorbo is like, why did God kill my fucking mother? And Joss Whedon's like, hey, everybody gets free will. You know, bad stuff happens because there's free will. And then the rest <laughs> yeah. of the movie is about how God has a plan and is specifically doing things. Like he's right, micromanaging yeah. <laughs> this reverend's life. <laughs> yeah. He's making the sure that the will. reverend can't go to Disney World so he can be there to be the shoulder for the professor's girlfriend to cry on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the free will is that you have the right to not know how to turn on a car <laughs> at B46 <laughs> and also to dye your hair. With 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 cool frosted tips, yeah, with the then, manic panic, yeah, blonde. But but then the third time, they pray. They pray. The 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 priest has a crisis of faith. He's like, listen, I think I don't know how to turn on a car, and <laughs> and the African guy is like, no, 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 God is good. All the he time. Will, He's got it, and all the time God is good. So every time, this time you're gonna get it. And I guess at this point he realizes that instead of using a key, he's been using a stalk of celery that he keeps in his pocket in case he's hungry. Uh, may encounter some peanut butter later, and he manages to turn on the car. But that works out because now, because his trip was delayed three days, he was able to go get hamburgers. He was able to go sit mm-hmm. in his office and do something. Uh, but then he is there to witness uh, the death of Kevin Sorbo yes. and offer absolutely no emotions when a man gets hit by a car it's in so front of It's so funny, him. though, because it's like Kevin Sorbo, the whole movie, is like, I hate God. God fucking sucks. And then he gets his ribs crushed by the car and he's dying. And then immediately there's a dude there to be like, do you accept Jesus? And he's like, 
fuck you, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny to just have him in his final moment just be like, fuck. (laughs) I wish he said that. He should have said that. His character would have. His character kind of does say that. Yeah, Yeah, but he doesn't say the F word because it's a He gets hit by a car. He's like, and now this. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Come what I on. thought the this ending was going to be worse. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo's dying breath is there's no atheist in foxholes or there's no uh there's no cre- yeah, no that's yeah, the no quote. atheist there's in no foxholes, yeah. Yeah, but the best part about that is the Avering guy looks at him and just goes his ribs are punctured. <laughs> the ribs are punctured his lungs and his lungs are filling blood. <laughs> no emotion, no We're fear. All yeah, and then after Kevin Sorbo dies, they like declare him dead and whatever. Then the African guy's like, "This is cause for celebration." <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's upset. Like nobody in this, like nobody in that scene whatsoever can like have any like shred of yeah. You know, because they've all been watching PTSD. the movie too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they all know. But now like it's time Sorbo. to listen to the Newsboys, fronted by. Um, the DC Talk guy uh, saying about how the Lord is uh, not dead. Yeah, for a and long time. It's, a a, lo- it's the whole song. <laughs> it's the whole song, yeah. <laughs> but they didn't bother oh, to sync up the instruments. <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't sync up the instruments. What the fuck? Why did they do that? <laughs> There's a great drummer was, joke there, though. I hate, Those are some of the worst. The least funny parts in the movie, I think, are the parts where they get a famous person, or at least famous to Christians, you know, like the Duck Dynasty guy and the Newsboys. Yeah. Um, to be actors in the movie, and they're like, "We're gonna do a scene with you." Like these people are not actors. Oh, so, like, but I, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just like that's the funniest part to me. The funniest, the the most successful piece of dialogue is when like the drummer saves her or whatever, and yeah. then he's like, and he's just the drummer. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, that guy hasn't talked this whole time. He's gonna have a zinger. He's gonna have a zinger. Why haven't they talked to that guy yet? Dude, yeah, drummer do jokes this, will never get old for me. Yeah, they do the Silent Bob thing. Yeah, um, but the the most interesting story to me. Okay, so here here are my three notes. Um, uh, the first note is um, when they're sitting outside and sh- and she's uh, dumping him. Uh, my first note is those are Zeiss lenses. They have really they used really really nice lenses on this movie. And <laughs> it looks like it looks utter shit. But yeah, that's the thing is it's like it's the same thing with the competent acting, bad writing. It's like. It's right. weird because everything looks like shit and they don't do a good job directing, but the equipment is right. Yeah. yeah. Like, they had really... Shots are clear. Everything is vividly yeah. colored. Like it's the sound is, is well, you know, well leveled and stuff. Yeah. Every shot is a punch in though. It's like, it's like Kevin Sorbo <laughs> yeah. and then slightly tighter in Kevin Sorbo to emphasize <laughs> his things. It's shot like TV. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, but that's not really an important note. Uh, the second note is uh, in the restaurant when the woman with cancer gets broke, dumped, there's a single hot dog bun on a plate. <laughs> Go back oh, and Hi- watch that movie. Hillary Clinton was there. <laughs> um, this, the, second, the third note that I have is the first day of class is November 1st. Because yeah. when he pulls out his phone, it's November first, oh. and he's texting the priest at two p.m. <laughs> um, That's weird. The yeah, that 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 was really weird. Um, the the third note is: I think they actually shot that guy's dad in China. The Chinese guy's dad scene. I think that actually was China. I think they either got stock footage or second unit. Yeah, that was weird. well, it could definitely like. I wouldn't be surprised if 
uh, what are they called? Net pure flicks. If pure, pure flicks like has some Christian connection to like, I mean, there's probably the a mission Falun in Gong. China. There's probably yeah. a mission oh, yeah. out there, and they probably just like were like go rent a camera and just shoot a guy saying I don't know what he says in Chinese. It could very Who well cares? just be like utter nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're right, maybe it was stock. Maybe they just bought footage of a Chinese guy on a phone. <laughs> uh, that would Probably. make sense. See, uh, that, this is the part that makes me feel like it because it's not just incompetent; it's also sinister. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah. they know that there's like 34 million Christians in China. Like, it's not a big deal to be Christian in China. Like, they're not. But the, for just for the purposes of the propaganda, there's. No, it's not allowed. Why? Right. Why would he? He would hate. His father will be so disappointed and dishonored if you become a Christian. Like that's not a real thing. Well, and nothing <laughs> well, happens did. with him. Like he just, like he he starts questioning whether Christianity is cool. Calls his dad. His dad's like, no, it's not cool. And then he calls him again. And he's like, actually, it is cool. And his dad's like, Ugh. whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, that was <laughs> I'm a business story. Man. That was my last note was that Chinese guy puts his entire family in danger for for Christ, who he's only known about for four minutes. Yeah, in like their stupid version of the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did I did a little research because I didn't really know that much about China. And I think there is um, um, there. I think the reason why they did that is because China is is uh, they're they're nationally atheist. They don't have a like a, a, a governmental right. religion. Mm-hmm. And so, so they are only, we, supposedly. Yeah. Supposedly. But they only recognize four religions, which is they, the uh, Uyghur, Buddhism, Taoism. Falun Gong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Animal Crossing. Yeah, um, Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> uh, well, they recognize Catholicism. So this is where I, I got like in a little bit of wormhole reading about this. They recognize Catholicism, but they don't recognize Christianity. Mm-hmm. And that's... Hell yeah, dude. It's the same yeah. thing. That's the way. I don't, I, yeah, I don't. I don't know enough about Christianity to know exactly what the difference is between Christianity and Catholicism. No and that's difference. transubstantiation. That's, that's the main. That's thing. what made this movie so mm-hmm. weird. I don't know what that means. Is that what transformer? Is it's that? Uh, transubstantiation. Uh. Is the idea that when you're eating the body of Christ, you're literally eating the body of Christ. In Catholicism, oh, yeah. you believe that the bread and the wine literally turns into body and blood, but still tastes like bread and wine for some reason, and. Uh, Protestants do not believe that. So you're telling That's me like that the main thing. <laughs> That's why people major, in Northern Ireland murdered each other. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me that like a schism which has led to millions of deaths in the world is over hors d'oeuvres. More or yep. less, yeah. Eating Crazy. human flesh That's or like not. one of the biggest parts. <laughs> That's insane. Who is the, this movie's for fundamental Christians yeah, like and like born again and super church people. Protestants. Yeah. Protestants. Pro- so Protestants are the more extreme ones. But it's like a very specific type of Protestant in this case. Yeah. Um, Interesting. The ones who are funded by the Koch brothers. <laughs> yeah, this is like right, the mega right. church commercial sure. voting block. The Righteous Gemstones. Well, uh, funny, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. But the, 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 thing about, the thing about this movie is at the end, it says in the end credits, it says like, this movie was inspired by countless legal battles mm-hmm. for the right to worship on campuses. And yeah. this is a big Coke thing. This is like the whole Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk. Like right. The battleground is in the minds of the youth and getting like conservative Christianity, Republicanism, conservatism, 
fascism in there is really important to these people because they understand how important the universities are. And yeah. if you look up all of those, did anybody look up all of the uh the No, cases? but I, were they like all like tinkered feed Des Moines and shit like that? What you, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, all Tinkered like, Des Moines I know is like a uh like a, I had to look that up for an, an anti-war protest in high school. Um, okay, I didn't the, look. I didn't look it up, but it looked to me like there was actually only six cases, and the way that they like organized the <laughs> the, the font made it look like there was thirty yeah. cases, but it was actually just like subtext of like the year and you know who was involved. Yes, it was exactly. like six, right? Most of them were um, like Catholic groups. That were trying to pose as student organizations to get money from colleges for running mm. Catholic groups, <laughs> and the, the and the and the colleges saying no, you don't count as a student group, and they're like, uh, yeah, we do, even though this like all of these like Catholic and Christian organizations are like involved, so they had to like reorganize and sue so that they could like extract money from student funding. That sounds pretty Jewish, to be real. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, not me, pal. Um, <laughs> I'm wearing my Star of David, I could say it. All right, so what else What else have we got here? We have the Muslim girl who is wearing, uh, I don't know what it's called when it's the full face cover, but not the rest of the... Yeah, so that's yeah. really funny. So she's, she's wearing the top part of a niqab. Okay. Which is the full covering, yeah, but not a hijab. Also, yeah, like a, a hijab face. does not cover your face, right? Yeah, and it's like she's never done it before. She's she's basically wearing a black piece of cloth that someone was like, just put it on somehow. I don't know who cares how they do it. <laughs> yeah, when her father comes to pick her up, and she's like, I have a very strict Muslim father, and then he sees her like literally lifting it up as he's like beeping, and they don't visit that. That would he be doesn't a problem. Care. <laughs> Yeah, the implication of basically a girl walks up to her and just goes, you're beautiful, you don't have to wear that. Yeah. And it's like, the implication of like, no, 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 they're the bad religion who enforces, you know, really bad things on, on women. Yeah. We on women, yeah. are the good religion, don't have sex. Yeah. Don't have sex, don't have abortion, don't take care of your don't body. Don't you fucking dare. Dudes, dudes don't wash your butt. Yeah. Um, it's it's the classic dude ro dudes rock religion. Yeah, yeah. It's really it, yeah that 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 one made me very very. What were the apostles? But a bunch of dudes rocking, <laughs> just vibing. Yeah, they were a ska um, band, but that many guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> matching the apostles outfits. with a Z. Oh, um, there's another quick aside from the Jew. So something that has <laughs> always been intriguing to me is how Christians in movies. I don't know if this is a real life thing can at any moment reference both a line from the Bible yes. verbatim and the 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 paragraph and the book and everything mm -hmm. like the what do you call it like the verse when the, yeah. chapter and verse yeah yeah I mean I'm not like I, I I've never been like hey man you should check out Catcher in the Rye page 23 <laughs> paragraph 14 <laughs> there's some great stuff in there like I don't I don't yeah. understand that Philip My Roth 143. <laughs> <laughs> My guess is that Portnoy's there's just like key ones. There's like really important ones that will actually come up. And then right. there's a bunch of shit that you just don't need to know. So when I was in <laughs> when I was in elementary school, I went to a thing that was sort of like uh, Christian Girl Scouts called Awana. <laughs> and uh, that is um, you have to learn Bible verses and you get like patches and stuff. You get like 
like patches for learning different verses. Yeah. So I know but a you're ton learning of like important ones, right? Like the ones that will actually sure, yeah. have some application. Like, cause I imagine there's a lot of filler in the Bible where it's just like, and then Jesus walked down <laughs> the street to get to the next scene. There's a ton of insane shit that no one talks about in that book. Yeah. But yeah, you're ju- it's just like the good inspirational ones. Like right. I can do all things through tr- Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13. Right. That kind of shit. See, that's crazy to me because I, I, I almost <laughs> failed an art history class because I couldn't remember like what your Pablo Picasso painted where to come. You're a Jew. This is like yeah. This isn't isn't a big thing where you have to like point at the Torah and read a whole thing in like fucking a different language that yeah, you don't know. Yeah, but then you forget it instantly. <laughs> oh, I didn't even. No, no, I'm I'm a I'm a New York Jew. I the closest I came to getting bar mitzvahed was getting in a fight in the shul. <laughs> I wasn't raised religious. I the only reason I wear a Jewish star is because my dad's dead. <laughs> it was a gift. Aww. It was a gift. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm I mean it's it's water under the the Jew bridge, but it, it's like I wasn't I wasn't raised religious. Most Jewish people, especially yeah, New York, outside not, of like the Orthodox and Hasidic communities, are like fairly secular at this point. Yeah, my my mom had like a born again Jew phase, which is like a pretty common thing around the time me and my brother were supposed to get our mitzvah and we did Hebrew school for a little bit and I didn't really care about it. And like I to get but into even secular it, like, Jews will still do bar mitzvahs fairly frequently. It's it's uncommon to not be bar mitzvah, I'd say. Yeah, having having a bar mitzvah is just like a really complex sweet 16, though. It's it's yeah. like for most people, it's not really a religious thing. And also because of like the holocaust you know people get really serious about their religion because judaism is more of like a culture you know what i mean like people don't really convert to judaism we're not we're not out there trying to gain our numbers like people don't really convert to judaism unless they're marrying a celebrity Uh, (laughs) whereas like christianity is just like oh you skinned your knee well christ will take care of you (laughs) join join our side my point is is that i think lots of religions have like rote memorization but i went to like a catholic mass one time and like everyone was like speaking latin and shit like i don't know well so i can speak to both of these things like i was in bar mitzvah but i know a lot of people who were and they all forgot their torah verse immediately you don't memorize it that well and even if you do, yeah. it's like one verse. It's not like knowing one to like, it's not like somebody saying like, I'm having dating problems. You're like, that reminds me of Corinthians, whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like you don't apply it to anything. That reminds me of Schmecky 1413. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then uh, for Catholicism, all the Latin shit, you just, you don't actually know what it means <laughs> outside <laughs> of like, you know, like day, like uh, uh like Gloria is glory. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. I think Deo is God. I don't um, really know that stuff. Like that sort of shit. But anyway, uh, but this movie yeah. really doesn't understand Muslim religion. It doesn't re- no. understand Islam at all. Because mm-hmm. no, as we all know, Islam likes Jesus and is totally fine with like listening to Christian pastors as well as mm-hmm. like the vast majority of Islamic people are like Jesus is cool and you know. I like I've heard like Muslim people be like uh, listening to regular Christian radio like in bodegas and shit because it's all the same shit like they believe literally the same thing. Yeah, it's monotheism. Yeah, we're all praising the same God. It's all Abrahamic shit. Yeah, so it's it's all 
the idea that this Dude. guy would almost like feel like he wants to choke out his own daughter <laughs> the part yeah. where he puts his hand around her neck i'm like what the hell is happening <laughs> well but before that though the her little brother like breaks into her bedroom and is like hey what are you listening to and like pulls the headphones out and they treat it like she got caught beating off to porn <laughs> she's like no no i'm not listening to corinthians i'm not listening to corinthians <laughs> So weird, and then yeah, and the so dad weirdly, like chokes her Franklin, out and kicks her out of the house, and then we yeah. Never... yeah the dad runs into the room and is like, "They have done no research, and maybe I know what I should say, but I'm not going to do it because I want my four hundred dollars." <laughs> like it, I don't remember what he says, but it's definitely not the right thing. Like I, I, I don't know enough about the Muslim religion, but I feel like it would have had more involvement with Muhammad. They feel like it would have said that because isn't isn't the idea is that like Allah is just the word for God and mm-hmm. that Christians and Muslims and Jews all believe in the same God. It, we right. just call them a different yeah. name because we speak different languages. Fun it's fact, possible. like Adonai. The, the fun little catchphrase that the cool pastor says to his African friend literally is the English translation of Allahu Akbar. Yeah. 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 Except it's, also yeah. with every day. But that's the <laughs> Allahu but, Akbar every day and every day Allahu Akbar. <laughs> it's funny that... that. Um, it's another little fun tidbit is that the pastor that she's listening to on her iPod is the guy who started the rumor that uh, Barack Obama was Muslim. <laughs> huh. Oh, sick. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> He's one of the yeah. worst people of all time. Franklin Graham. Yeah. There's a, that, that's actually, I think, the thing that in this movie that made me the most uncomfortable. Like, Kevin Sorbo was having a great time. Kevin Sorbo is like, he's, he's like acting in a propaganda film. Like, if you were, if it was like a North Korean propaganda film, it was just like, he was just like, I get to play an American. This is going to be so much fun. I get to be the bad guy, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then everybody else in this movie, I'm like, okay, are you a fundamental Christian? Or are you just doing this for $400? And it was <laughs> that part, like, trying to break up, break, like, trying to figure out like what was the incentive of the of the muslim family to be on camera doing this really I don't think embarrassing they were thing i think they were just uh like arab christians yeah, probably for yeah. sure which is still yeah. even more embarrassing <laughs> in a weird way because it's like you're being tokenized like the whole movie is basically like these are the people that are against us like yeah. i don't know many liberal um left-leaning uh ambush journalists like that woman who just runs up with an iphone <laughs> just like so you oh, talk yeah. about jesus yeah like that you to feel me, good about off. talking about jesus she's like the, the laziest like, one they didn't write her at yeah. all <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah and then she, she gets some sort of cancer the new left uh-huh. she writes she blogs at the new left and yeah. she, her big main thing is mad at him for killing for being a hunter <laughs> yeah yeah like, they did no what? work on this one like everybody else it feels like they did some research for like the car thing like they figured out how a car rental guy would deal with it if the car broke down every day for the for the philosophy <laughs> professor you know what they went and rented a lecture hall they, like, yeah, yeah. they they looked up some names of philosophers they like wrote enough to make him sound like he might know about philosophy like not Her, good, they're just not like good enough research but just like any research any at all research at all this it's just like her car has a sticker on it that says i heart evolution <laughs> <laughs> She's running up with the fucking iPhone, just like, and you killed She's like ducks. Putting it in her, putting it in someone's face, and her arm is extended the whole time. Yeah, it's so insane. Yeah, like they don't very even lazy know. stuff. Yeah, and then she it, gets cancer, yeah. and then at the end of the movie, they just don't revisit that. <laughs> she just gets saved, and then ostensibly dies of cancer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we it's don't know. She screen. might be through. Who knows? Yeah, no one knows. Well, yeah, yeah, who knows? All right, we've but gone I do very love, long talking yeah, we about this. this. 
Um, yeah, but, yeah. So yeah, you guys I have the atheist dinner party you got to go to, right? Well, yeah. we got to record another just... one of these, and then she's got to record her <laughs> oh, other <yeah>. show. <laughs> so, nice. what what would you recommend this? No, <laughs> hell no. This movie is no. one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like we've we've I mean, Fightful Findings and what what was another movie we've talked about that's so bad it's good. There's definitely movies out there that are so bad that I will. 100% recommend them to anybody who like has mm-hmm. any interest in like watching a movie to laugh at it. But this movie for me personally is extremely annoying. Like <laughs> there are funny parts in it. Like I did like laugh out loud probably three or four times. So it's not all boring, but when it's, Kevin Serbo dies, it's so funny. It's like very him getting funny. hit by the car is so fucking funny. One of I them, still cried though. Most... I still cried. That was the part where <laughs> that I cried. Was the part Kevin Serbo died. Interesting. Yeah, because it was sad. It was sad. He was dying, and I think like he just—I I don't know—I empathized uh, yeah. as someone who will one day die. I empathized <laughs> with the guy dying. Um, Fair enough. But it, it, and and it's also one of the most interesting things in the movie. It's like from above. It's like a bird's eye view, and then he like flies up into the camera. It looks hilarious, but it is fun, interesting. Yes. Um, but this movie just—it—it's so vitriolic and it's hate, like absolute hatred for women, non-believers. Muslims, Chinese people, African yeah, Chinese guys. people are a weird target. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 a very strange, like clearly politically motivated, cynical oh, yeah. propaganda film. Manufactured oppression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that just it it is really only useful to get people to like dig their heads deeper into the sand and support a fascist yeah. system and program so i really I'd also say it's it. useful for uh irony podcasting <laughs> it is useful for that <laughs> um yeah i mean shout out to citations needed did a bonus episode just on this movie uh oh, really? there's it's a very dense we ha- we didn't even like get into the, some of yeah, the i feel like we really stuff. we brushed over a couple of things but there there's a lot more there's that we could simply talk about. no time <laughs> <laughs> but jesus christ don't watch it yeah but don't I, watch don't it. watch, don't watch read it. the av club L- review like listen to this listen to the citations it. needed review of it it's very funny um but it's it's not really worth watching in my opinion unless you've got a lot of ex-christians that you want to hang out with and all like talk about like listening to the newsboys and supertones and fire and frenzy and laugh about that i do love uh, fire and frenzy <laughs> me too Still. Uh, we all love five iron frenzy don't we um <laughs> but um yeah so i would not recommend it have you do you know anything about the sequels at all i don't i, I know done that the second no. one has There's melissa two. joan hart in it <laughs> oh jesus oh boy that's all i know and then the third one came out last year last year gosh well we that's won't be covering know. them i will not be watching them yeah no, that's that's cc never watching that's ccu one. christian cinematic universe <laughs> yeah. baby. all right um yeah obviously i would not recommend this uh it sucks ass and uh <laughs> But Kevin Serbo is very funny. I would maybe watch like a clip thing. Like if they do like oh, a best totally. of, you could do like something like that. There's yeah, too much you... Christian rock in this overall. One of the yeah. one of the wildest assumptions of this movie that makes many wild assumptions is that the most popular type of music in the world is Christian rock. Like even <laughs> oh, in yeah. the scenes where like the the gotcha journalist is like writing up her piece on the Duck Dynasty guy, she's listening to Christian rock and you're like, yeah. but you're not Christian yet. What? Yeah, why would you be listening to this? <laughs> They like picked a song that wasn't overtly Jesus-y so that yeah. they could like, it's so stupid. I would have loved to see though what song they would have picked if they had the balls to put a secular song in the movie. Yeah. Like what What do you think the new left journalist who cares about killing ducks Oh, she's listening to, to? Uh, Papa Roach, Last Resort. 
Oh, <laughs> or absolutely. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, everybody was. The beautiful if people. In, the beautiful people. people. And she's just sitting there just like angrily typing about ducks. <laughs> a, a montage of everybody in this movie who was the quote unquote the bad guy just like listening to Marilyn Manson at the same time when yeah. they go home. Like everybody just goes home and it's like, man, what a day I had. Well, I'm going to go listen to Marilyn Manson and jack off to gay porn. <laughs> Yeah, just See you the later, most normy like polo wearing bullshit like non religious people being like, "Yep, putting on some God smack." Yeah, pound <laughs> yeah. it to twist by corn. <laughs> Actually, God smack would be a, a good pick because their singer was Wiccan. Yeah, yeah. I did have maybe the, maybe the dumbest moment in this whole movie for me, as far as like my brain goes, was there's a scene where uh, where uh, Kevin Sorbo goes, "I hate God," and I go. Oh, that's where that band got the name from. They hate yeah, God. I hate God. I never put that together. <laughs> we literally sent that. Yeah, love I love that, that scene where the Muslim dad says the world is a beautiful place. And I'm no longer afraid to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will Damn. say this about Kevin Sorbo though. I really liked Kevin Sorbo, and with him with the goatee, I was like, man, he would make a good John McAfee if they did a John McAfee oh movie. Oh my god, uh, he'd be I would so love to good see at that it. Movie. Mm. I want to. Yeah. I bet they would. I would I would see that. I yeah, thought Sorbo was that. pretty good in this. That's like the silver lining I would put on this. It's I think so frustrating Sorbo is because a good actor. Not, some of the actors are weirdly not bad, and it's yeah. very disturbing. All right. Anyway. Yeah. All right, all right. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having um, me. This was actually weirdly fun. Yeah. Would you like um, to plug anything? <laughs> hey. Sure. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at diet underscore hellboy. That's. Uh, where I put my bullshit, I take photos, mm-hmm. or what did we call them? Stillies? Stillies, yes. Stillies. Yeah, I'm a little stilly boy. Uh, I'm going to steal that. I like that. Stilly boy. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Jeremy and I, we make, a, we make a music talk show called Two Minutes to Late Night, and right now we're doing mostly uh, cover music video type situations, and so if you like weird, funny devil music, uh, yeah, just we'll check that out. Yeah, just put out a new one today, uh, a couple days ago when this comes out. Uh, of uh, Steely Dan, um, what is the name of that song? Reeling in the ears. Reeling in the ears. Reeling yeah. in the ears. Yeah. Huh? Awesome. But it's it's like Steely Dan if it was like done by like Thin Lizzy and Limp Bizkit <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. It's really insane. Yikes! I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully you'll dig it. And if you like that, you should really check out Luke forty nine sixty nine four twenty three eleven. Hell yeah. All right, yeah. man. Well, thanks so much Thank for listening, guys. everybody. This has been uh, Generation Loss. Thanks, Drew, for coming on. Uh, and uh, follow us on Twitter at GenLossPod. Uh, follow me at Kinematography, Jeremy at Jeremy Thunder. Um, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Generation Loss. Um, I've got an album coming out. Uh, it came yes, out last Friday. We're all very excited. Hell we're yeah. all very excited. Uh, stay Inside uh, at Stay Inside Music. Uh, it's on Bandcamp. Uh, check it out. Um, I like it. I spent a lot of time working on it. Hope you listen to it. All right. Hell yeah. Thanks, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye. Have you not heard of that madman who lit a lantern in the bright morning hours, ran to the marketplace, and cried incessantly, I seek God. As many of those who do not believe in God were standing around just then, he provoked much, much laughter. Why? Did he get lost? Said one. Did he lose his way like a child? Said another. Or is he hiding? Is he afraid of us? Has he gone on a voyage or emigrated? Thus they yelled and laughed. The madman jumped into their midst and pierced them with his glances. 
Whither is God? He cried. I shall tell you. We have killed him, you and I. All of us are his murderers. But how have we done this? How were we able to drink up the sea? Who gave us the sponge to wipe away the entire horizon? What did we do when we unchained this earth from its sun? Whither is it moving now? Whither are we moving now? Away from all suns? Are we not plunging continuously? Backwards, sideward, forward, in all directions? Is there any up or down left? Are we not straying as though through an infinite nothing? Do we not feel the breath of empty space? Has it not become colder? Is not night and more night coming on all the while? Must not lanterns be lit in the morning? Do we not hear anything yet of the noise of the grave diggers who are burying God? Do we not smell anything yet of God's decomposition? God's too holds. God is dead. God remains dead. We have killed him. How shall we, the murderer of all murderers, comfort ourselves? What was holiest and most powerful of all that the world has yet owned has bled to death under our knives. Who will wipe this blood off us?